0: Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small
1: business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. It's a new year, and welcome back to our Epic Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chad, we took the month of January off. Had to. <laughs> I don't think we meant to. <laughs> I don't know where the month went, to be honest. So let me ask you a question. If I took the month of January off, why am I so tired? Well, you're tired because those Chiefs, That's right. Can't say Chiefs Make us All tired. right now. We got to get that. Yeah, so uh, I am excited to be here with Chad today. Uh, so technically, we're in February. We did, we did miss January, and uh, man, that's okay. It has been busy. It's been crazy, but... We're going to spend uh, probably three months, uh, well, three sessions over the next three months, uh, talking about something that you might not normally equate to leadership, but we try to go back as often as we can and remind our listeners, everyone is leading. Correct. You know, everyone's leading. Leading a family, leading an organization, maybe just leading yourself. So what we're going to talk about is financial leadership, if you will, right? Managing your finances. And I would say whether you're the one in the house that does or doesn't, whether you're super experienced or very inexperienced, there's probably going to be some takeaways for you because, man, this is something that we can all continue to come back to learn from. So, so I'm excited, man. And I do have my chiefs stuff on. I want to let you know uh, for our listeners that are watching or listening, every time that the chiefs, have won the Super Bowl. I've had this outfit on the week before. Superstition. Yeah. And that's superstition. That's not even true. I totally made that up because <laughs> a lot of the things we believe about money are just that, right? <laughs> They're totally made up. They're superstition, right? That's right. Don't treat your money with superstition. There's right. some good principles and we're gonna unpack them. So man, I'm gonna kick it over to you. So kick us off as we talk about money, money, money. You bet,
0: you bet. Well, Bobby, it's it's always good to start the year off and and focus on something that's important to most people, to be honest with you. Um, you know, April kicks off Financial Literacy Month, um, so we're going to take this thing through the month of April. And, you know, we within our church, Bobby, we've had the opportunity to do Financial Peace University, very long, extensive program that a lot of people have been able to go through. And to be honest with you, a lot of people have benefited from.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: sometimes when you look at a program like that, you're like, man, this is a really long program and there's just a lot going on. And it seems really complex, right? So I think probably the best thing that we can do is just break things down to the simple a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to break things down just a little bit to the simple. And, you know, fortunately for me, um, I get the opportunity to do this every day, you know, sit across the desk from people and 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 focus on what's most important to them. And there are very few conversations that this doesn't come up, right? You know, the, the idea of of money and I don't want to make it to where everything's all about that because it's really not. But the reality of it is the way that our world is right now, um, that's an important piece of it, to be honest with you. So uh, we'll talk about a few things, but um, let me ask you, about before we jump into that, I want, to, I want to start this out with a question for you just because I would be curious to know what your thoughts are on this. But um, unfortunately, the leading cause of divorce in most divorce situations um, you know the divorce rate's pretty high right now. Unfortunately, you know it's. It, I think it's up over fifty percent, which is not a good number. Um, we're losing in that front, right? But what do you feel like that the leading cause of that is?
1: Man, it's definitely guys who don't load the dishwasher correctly. That's the first one. That's the first. How about one? number a two. Close <laughs> second. No, Chad, I know where you're going, and it would probably surprise some people. But you know, I, I sit. I sit in a seat with a ministry side where it is unfortunate. And sometimes you watch people go through divorce. And as much as we hate that, um, it, it's money. Yeah. It's, it's the leading cause. And and I think one of the reasons why you mentioned this, everyone has to have money. Now, now I like to tell people you have to have money, but money doesn't have to have you. Sure. Right. But everyone has to have money. Yeah, It doesn't matter if you want to live in a house or an apartment, city, suburbs, single, married kids, no kids, all their all of those are decisions you can make in life but they all come down to this every one of those still requires money yeah you know you want to drive an electric car you want to drive a gas car you want to drive an suv you want to drive a you know a sports car all of those are choices but they're all choices that are still based on money so yeah. money affects everyone doesn't matter you know what your 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 choices are in life money is going to play into every one of those choices so i think yeah. that's why it does. It has a, a major effect on marriages and families, and so, uh, so yeah, man. Let's let's dive in. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah. The one thing I'll also add to that is is not only does it impact marriages, but you know, if you look at the the suicide rate, um, a lot of times when you go back and, the, and there's actually some evidence and research there, um, it links back to financial issues, uh, yep. mental health
1: yep. links
0: back to financial issues, stresses. So there there's so many reasons to focus on this. Um, so I think breaking it down to something that's pretty simple, um, I think that will help our listeners. Um, it's not going to be intensive and be all end all, but it gives you some steps to to kind of start with and to work through. So yep. uh, uh, excited to get started Let's with it. it. So when you think about all the budgeting systems in the world, whether that be Dave Ramsey's stuff that he does with Financial Peace University or you need a budget, which is a new online thing through YouTube that, uh, they focus a lot on this. What do you feel like is a common denominator between all of those
1: things? A common denominator would be, I would say intentionality. Yep, absolutely. So intentionality is, is one thing that is very common
0: with that. The other thing that is really important is a plan, right? Plan. It all yeah. starts with a plan. It all starts with, with understanding something. I think that the, the, Piece that people fail to do sometimes is they fail to establish a baseline. Where am I at today? Yeah, right. Where am I at today? How are things going? And and this is something that I've that I've said for years. Um, you know, used to Bobby when we would balance our checkbooks, which it's been a long time since since we've went through that process. Probably um, not that we shouldn't do that every month, but you know, now with online tools and technology, just makes it so much easier. But it used to, we'd bounce our checkbooks, and you could actually look and see exactly where all of your money was going. Right. Um, I've said this for years. You show me your checkbook register, and I'll show you what's important to you. Absolutely. Right? What are yeah. your thoughts on
1: that? Yeah, no, I think I think one of the benefits of technology has been it's made it so much easier uh, to pay bills and and to set up recurring, you know, payments and all of that. It's it's taken some of the tediousness out yeah. of managing money. But here's the problem with that. It's taken some of the intentionality out. A lot of people don't really know where their money's going. Now, I'm not an anti-coffee guy. Okay. And uh I definitely I'll visit a Starbucks drive through I have no problem with that. But that's one of those simple things. If you if you're having some financial issues, uh, if the money is just not not meeting the 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 needs and by the way financial management is not just for those who are struggling financially absolutely you can still have a lot of excess and still be wasteful yeah. which is not good stewardship but but let's just take that example you know I'm 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 a hundred dollars short every month and I just can't get caught up I can't get an emergency fund I I, I it's stress it's anxiety it's probably causing some some you know spats between husband and wife etc and a hundred dollars well if you think about if I go through 5 days a week uh Starbucks drive through I'm just grabbing I'm just grabbing a latte Chad I don't get syrup in it you know I don't get a blueberry muffin to go with it I just grab a latte every day you know well there's 5 to 6 dollars right there's right. there's we'll call it 25 to 30 dollars a week there's your 100 bucks yeah. more than 100 bucks and in if you don't know where your money's being spent you have no idea so as much as I like coffee right. if i needed to cut a hundred dollars out of my budget, one decision to make it at home or to go without would fix that situation. Sure, But if you don't know where your money's going, yeah. that's a problem. So I think the lack of the old school checkbook register, yeah. well, I'm not saying we need to pull out a pen and paper and do it that way, but the lack of that has probably caused more people to have no idea. Y- you don't have to write it down where their money's actually going.
0: Yeah. So I think that's that's an easy first step for everybody. Right. Sit down. Just take a month. We just finished up January. Take a month. Go back to old fashioned paper. Go to your bank statement online. Print that thing off and go through that thing line by line. And a lot of banks are making it easy now. You can go through line by line and actually categorize where the money went. Right. right? So once you determine a baseline of figuring out, okay, well, where did the money go? Then you can actually start with the plan side of things. But until you start by understanding where the money's going, it's gonna be really hard to start with the plan. So that would be step number one. Step you gotta figure one. out where it's going. Where it's okay. Going. Uh, second step, there is no financial plan out there, Bobby, that's gonna be successful without a budget. I promise you.
1: Yeah. Just not one out there,
0: right? And budget for this for the lack of, you know, just trying to simplify this thing, budget is nothing more than here's what I have coming in. And here's what I have going out, and here's what's left. Yeah, that's it. That's it, right? And you would be very surprised to determine the number of just public, you know, the people in the public out there that the amount coming in is less than the amount going out, right? Yep. If that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have a credit card crisis, which I feel like we do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel yeah. like we have a credit card crisis right now, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But you know, so coming in, going out. That's what's left, right? So you've got to have a budget, right? So what is a budget? Well, a budget is specifically telling your dollars that you have coming in what they're going to do throughout the month. Right. Right? So, for example, if you know your house payment is $800 a month or you know your rent is $800 a month, Typically, that amount is not going to change with most mortgages. Right, right. Typically, right. that amount is not going to change other than every lease renewal with most rents. It's going to be the same. So that's what we call fixed cost, right? Yep. Never right. going to change. The things that are going to change is how much gas do I put in the car, right? how much? How much are we going to spend at Walmart and Target and groceries? Those yep. kind of things. Those are the things that will change. So understanding, number one, what you have coming in, but also understanding, number two, what you have going out that's yep. going to be important. Um, and it takes time. Yeah. Right?
1: And, and I think maybe Chad, one of the things that, and I've found this is I've talked with, with people for years is some people just don't want to face the honest reality. They know they have more money going out than coming in. Sure, And, and it's not a lack of time. We all have the same amount of time. We all have 168 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. It's how we spend the time. And so, It's I don't want to face the reality of what I already know to be true. And when I sit down and write it on paper, here's my income, here's my expenses. It forces me to face a reality. Now, the good thing about that, I mean, you can you can ignore it, but the problem's not going away. It's compounding. You know, it's a compound problem. But if you'll take the time to do it and then you'll take that budget, you'll you'll one, you'll start to prioritize. Right. It's what you're talking about. These are expenses I can't do without. Absolutely. I need a place to live, food on the table. I think that's one of the things that budgets help you with. It helps you to see what truly is the priority. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've heard people say, man, my kid's sport activity or whatever is a priority. And here's what I would say. Then your priorities are a little messed up. Yeah. Because that's not where the priorities start. And I'm not against your kids being in sports, but the priorities start with, but your kids need a place to live. right. (laughs) Your kids need food on the table, right? And your kids need this. And then when you get down to a certain point, those extra things, something may need to be cut. You either got to cut expenses or increase income, right, Chad? I mean, it really comes down to pretty simple. One side is income. One side is expenses. Prioritize the expenses. uh, Look at where that leaves you and make decisions. Do I increase my income? Do I cut my expenses? And if you don't do that, you can't even figure out where to begin. But I don't think it should be a a, a fearful thing. I, I think actually, once you sit down and embrace it, you now know what you need to do. And it gives you an opportunity to move forward. But a lot of people, I don't think, want to face that reality that they, they already know. They just don't want to face it. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and in today's world of technology, the, the whole budget thing has become a pretty easy process, to be honest with you. Um, you can go out and find an app. Whether that be um, Every Dollar, which is a Ramsey app, um, which is kind of interesting about that because he actually charges for that, so <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> how's this working? But you can get it for free, and it doesn't connect to your bank account, or you can pay a monthly subscription, and sure. it does connect to your bank account. So there's things like that, that out there now. There's a there's a new one out there called Rocket Money. Yeah. Um, that is a that is a new Pretty thing out popular. there that that you have to you got to pay for that as well. Or hey, listen, just go to an Excel sheet, go to a piece of paper, go to a
1: whiteboard. I don't care, go to something. You know, Chad, I, I on my own phone, I prefer this. It it's mixing old school and new school. Right. It's it's a checkbook register on my phone. Yeah, it's not because I write checks. Yeah, I just record every expense in there, and I have different categories. And so again, it's not there's not a right or wrong way to do it. Right. If you're doing it, sure. the wrong thing is to not do it. Yeah. So I, I think I think a lot, of th- a lot of times when people
0: sit down and they start this, they get overwhelmed, okay? And, and try not to make it overwhelming. He, he, plain and simple. If you make $1,000 a month, Bobby, then what you've got is you've got $1,000 a month to budget out, right? And what you want to do is budget everything down to your very last dollar, right? So if you've budgeted everything that's going to be expenses for you and you've got $20 left, guess where the $20 goes? Savings. Yeah. Right. It just put it there, and that way, that's what they call a zero-based budget. That way,
1: everything's yeah. at zero. Okay. And, and Chad, let me just sure. remind people because I've I've seen this mistake made. There are those expenses, like you said, that are just not exact. You gotta you gotta err on the side of budgeting high. Absolutely. Don't err on the side of budgeting low. Yeah. So if you think groceries are gonna cost, you know, hundred dollars a week, I'll just use an even amount. Um, that 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 may be fine, but if if you're not sure, you may need to budget 120 because the last thing you want to do is budget wrong for your expenses because yeah. what you're going to find out, you're going to get to the end of the month and you're still going to be in a bad spot. Right. So at least err on the side on those gas, groceries, things that are just in, in flux. Err on the side of a little bit more if you have to. I just think that's a good safety mechanism. Hey, that's at the right. end of the month, if you have more money left over, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. So uh, pop quiz for you. Which is easier to
0: manage, income or expenses?
1: Man, I think it's easier to manage. In my opinion, it's easier to manage your expenses. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's easier to manage expenses.
0: However, managing your income over the years here recently has gotten a lot easier as well. And here's what I mean by that. I mean, Bobby, literally, you could get on your phone right now, and you could go download an app, and within approximately two hours— you could be working, making money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, whether that be Uber Eats or whether that be DoorDash or whether that be um, any of the delivery services that are out there. I mean, heck, right. Amazon's hiring people now to deliver some of their packages. Sure. I mean, it's crazy. So it helps generate additional income. And the great thing about that is, is you work when you want. I mean, yeah. you turn it on when you want to work and you turn yeah. it off when you don't. You know, so that's just an extra way to kind of earn income. Does that mean you always have
1: two jobs? No. No. I mean, but, but what you said is a great point of where we've come because years ago, I won't put a number on it, but years ago, if you needed to get a part-time job, for the most part, there was a commitment to that. Yeah. I mean, it was a, okay, six to 10 and you need me Monday through Friday night. And that's what I'm going to have to do, which means I can never attend my kids this, or I can never do this. What you're saying is, man, thanks to technology, thanks to some of the advances you might need to spend that same amount of time, but you've got some discretion on when you can spend it and make that money. Uh, and that's a huge, huge benefit we have. So yeah. I agree. Income is becoming easier to manage, but at the end of the day, the yeah. expenses, that's what's in in your control, especially the discretionary ones. Yeah. So
0: the, the budget, the budget is, is a tough piece, but it's probably one of the most important pieces. So we've talked about, you know, the establishing a baseline, where are you at today? Having a plan where you want to go, um, starting with that budget, right? What does that budget look like? You know, how is that going to work for you? Figuring out what is best for you. And, and here's the thing. It's going to take probably two to three months to figure that out, right? But you're going to get better every single month. Yeah. And three months into this thing, you're going to be in a good spot as far as what you have going out versus what you have going in. Um, the next step in this, and, and, you know, we're like I said, we're going to keep these in small segments, but the next step in this would be, who are you talking to about this? I mean, where's your accountability partner? Is it a spouse? If you're not married, is it is it a parent? Is it a good friend? Because you've got to have that, right? Yeah. You gotta have an accountability partner, you gotta have a cheerleader, you've got to have somebody that you're communicating this to
1: because without that, then it's just right. you against you. Yeah. Right? That's the problem. Yeah. And and that's where this is where, you know, know thyself. Right? Sure. Yeah. And if 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 let's just take a spouse, a spouse isn't necessarily the best accountability partner. You know, if you've been married for 10 years, you've got yourself in some serious financial situations. You both have been part of that process. Um, that may not be the best accountability. And yeah. it's not because either of you don't have the best intentions. You just may need somebody who can hold you to the fire a little bit more. Yeah. And 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 what I think is the person who is going to help keep you accountable is somebody that probably does a a good job of this in their own life. I I don't necessarily think I would say, Hey, can you keep me accountable with my finances? Even though I know your finances are in as big a mess or more than mine that I don't know that that's going to create the results that you want. You really need to find that person who is going to ask you the tough questions or is willing to say, Hey, no, that's, you're not on the right path. We all need that in life, but, but in finances, financial management, 100 percent.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, is about that. It's although your spouse may not be your accountability partner, she still needs to be or he still needs to be your communication partner.
1: 100 percent. Right?
0: I mean, some of some of mine and Miss Mitchell's best conversations have come over a budget talk and some of our worst conversations have come over a budget talk. Um, she can tell you the bad ones and I can tell you all the good ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's part of it. It is. Right. I mean, it, it's part of it. And Open communication and open dialogue, man. We're just better for it. We're better for it when we talk about the thing that is not most important, but the thing that is going to take our marriage from one level to the next, as far as not only happiness but also stress relief.
1: You know, how are we giving back to others? How are we providing those kind of things?
0: Man, you got to talk about that stuff.
1: Well, I know Chad. We don't we don't shy away from you know. Both of us have. beliefs based off of the Bible. Yeah. And uh, the leadership podcast is not a podcast based off of that, but we don't shy away from our beliefs. And, you know, here's the thing. The Bible has a lot to say about money. It does. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about prayer. That Does that mean prayer is not important? No, it means it's important. He knows, he knows how much money matters. Yeah, He knows that it's a part of our life. It's a part of our families. It's a part of everything. So So yeah, those conversations have to happen. And I think that's one of the things that while one person may take the lead and and usually that's going to happen. One person is going to somewhat take the lead in the budgeting process. You both have to talk about it, even if you don't like it, enjoy it, because you got to be on the same team. If you're married in this, you both have to make the same commitment to this or it'll never work. It will never work. If I decide to commit to a budget, and my wife doesn't, guess what? We're, we're, this plan is not gonna work. If we both commit, we both talk about it, we both help each other, and maybe have some outside accountability, if we need it, then it's got it's got a really good shot. It's got a really yeah. good shot. And, and I like what you said about, it, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. You know, I, I remember, uh, and we all probably remember, back when we first maybe started learning math. And, you know, it, you gotta learn the basics. You gotta learn two plus two. And and as you learn those, all of a sudden, you don't have to think anymore about some of those. They just kind of naturally come. Right. I do think budgeting's like that. Yeah. If, if you'll commit to it and stick to it, it'll get a lot easier. Now, the discipline side is always going to be there of what you buy, what you don't. But the actual process, Chad, I think it gets a lot easier. Learning a language, learning math, it, it just requires some effort. Yeah. The key, though, is
0: is once it gets easier... Don't stop.
1: Don't stop. Don't stop. You have to continue because
0: stopping that and say, well, I've got this now. I've got this figured out. I don't know how many times I've had people say, well, I'm doing well now. I've got it figured out. And then like two years later, we're back in the same situation
1: that we left in. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's 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 just a cycle, right? Well, because you're, I, I see people get caught up, okay, right. which is that is the first step. If you're behind, you got to get caught up. Yeah. But I see people get caught up. And then instead of taking the next step, how do I get ahead? Right. Then they say, "Man, I got caught up. Well, right. now, now you stop doing what you did, and and you drift backwards, and it's like, well, how did I get behind again? Well, you stop doing what got you caught up to begin with. That's yeah, it's going to catch you every time.
0: Well, and and we also have to understand that this that this whole budget thing and, and money thing is sometimes a generational thing as well. That's true. You know, we're sitting on probably the largest transfer of wealth in the next twenty years that our country has ever seen, and the biggest reason why is we had all these savers, right? The, the baby boomers, man, they were just savers. They just saved, mm-hmm. saved, saved, saved. Save, save. Well, then you have yours and my generation and, and and I think it's split, right? Some of them are and some of them right. are not and you know, well, then we have this whole wave coming through, you know, my kids and then your kids after that. Well, it's a little different, right? Not that it's right or wrong, it's just different. Yeah. It's just different. They they look at things a little bit differently than than the generation before them. And then we look at things differently than the generation before us. So uh, it's interesting. It's a generational thing for sure.
1: It is. It is. Well, what uh, in in our time left today, where do you want to kind of take the conversation? You've given us some good kind of overview, but what's. So I think, I
0: think just to, just to kind of recap, just making sure that we have that baseline, we've got a plan. Here's the next step. Start with the budget, right? Start with the budget and get that piece, right? If you can get that piece. And when I say, right, just get it down on paper, right? That's what right looks like right now. Yeah. And then next month, adjust. It's and then correct. next month, adjust, right? But right now, that's what it looks like. And then make sure that you've got that accountability partner to kind of help you walk through this. Those three things right there, Bobby, that is the first steps in this process that, that I think is most important for us to talk about, right? The last and final step would be try to save up $1,000 and just have $1,000 sitting in a savings account, right? Is there any magical number about 1000 Nope. You want to make it $500? Save up $500. You want to make it $250? Save up $250. I don't care what it is, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a win, right? So once we establish the budget, now let's just get a small win and let's just keep that small win in that savings account. Um, and we'll talk about this in the, in the months to come, but what that small win will eventually be is the starting of an emergency savings account that you have so that you are never in a spot again to where, Oh my gosh, the furnace just went out. What do I do? Right. right? Oh my gosh, I got to put new tires on the car. Right. So um, those are all important things to think about, but those, you know what, that's enough for this one because yeah. I think it's important to not overload people with so many things right here in the beginning. And again, for some of you, this may sound simple, and if it does, that's great, right? That that's really good. Stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna dive into more of this stuff, and
1: you know, well, maybe pass it on though, right, yeah. Chad? Because we don't part of the generational thing. You're right on on the generational mindset, but but here's what we haven't done well: we haven't passed on a lot of principles like what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't teach it a lot to students. Um, Some schools try to teach this, but at the end of the day, a lot of parents haven't really taught and modeled this. And and so maybe somebody's listening and and just pass this on to somebody, maybe it's your kids or maybe it's somebody else that is overwhelmed, because I'm going to ask you a question as we wrap up. When it comes to just budgeting and, and, and taking control of your finances, is that something that you would say it's a skill that some people have like playing basketball or is it a a skill that everyone can acquire with a little bit of effort and time? Which one is it? Because if it's a talent like basketball, then I can understand listeners saying, I just don't have that talent, Chad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's a skill that everyone can acquire. It's going to take some, a little bit more work than others, like everything, you know, FYI, like everything, right? Um, you know, you and I play pickleball. There are pickleball players that come out that are a lot better than us. that yeah. got a lot better than us really quick. Yeah. Right. But so it's skill
1: sometimes, but for the most part, everybody can learn this. Everybody can learn this. Everybody should learn this. Everybody should learn this. <laughs> right. And that's where I I, I want to just kind of end with no excuses. You right. know, I, I I understand there are just some things in life you may never be good at. I understand that. You know, we're not trying to make introverts, extroverts and extroverts, introverts. We're not trying to change personality. Um, This is not, this is not a preference thing. What's your favorite food? And I'm going to try to force you to stop eating that or to eat something different. Everyone can do this. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of intentionality. Uh, If you'll be intentional and you'll take the time, it's not really a skill that can't be acquired. That, that's And I think that's what I want to leave people with, because otherwise you can walk away and say, well, it's just not my it's not my gift, Chad. Yeah. Well, worship's not my gift. I can't sing very well and you can. And that's good to recognize. Right. This is not one of those. Yeah. Everyone can do it. Everyone should do it. Uh, so, yeah, let's just a uh, quick recap. Uh, I know you kind of did. But this month, what we're asking them to do is sit down, figure out where your money is coming in, where your money is going out. Yeah. Uh, if, if that's all you did, that's a great start. And start to focus on where you can either increase income, maybe it is some of those subtle things like you mentioned, or where you can decrease expenses and get to next month and at least you've got a starting point on where you're at. If they did nothing more than that, yeah. that's a good start. That's a good start. And then next month, Bobby, we're gonna dive
0: into we're gonna dive into debt, right? And you know, I have a different philosophy on that, so I'm interested to share that with you, but intentional v- debt versus unintentional debt right? Which one's better? And the fact of the matter is uh, over 65% of the American population today is, they've got some credit card debt. It's a big number. Two thirds. That's it's, huge. It's it's a big number. And uh, the average interest rate on credit cards right now today is about 28%. So uh, we'll talk more about that in our, next, uh, in our net, next podcast in the month of, man, where is that? March. So it'll be March. Right? March Madness. March Madness. So we're going <laughs> to talk there. We're going to be
1: Super Bowl champs by I then. I sure hope so. So all I will certain. be good. All right. Thanks for tuning in to our Epic Leadership Podcast. Share it with somebody that it might be beneficial for. Like it if you can. Uh, Comment, whatever you want to do to get the word out. We're so grateful for all of you that listen. And uh, Chad, thanks for another great time together, man. Appreciate it. You bet. As always, take care.
0: thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. Man, this is just fun for Bobby and I just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different
1: industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you can, share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.